Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss all the unintended beautiful parts of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. In this episode, I talk about the three types of lists that can help you live your best post-divorce life or post-breakup. Anybody can use it, actually. And I share how they have helped me tremendously in moving through this process on an individual and romantic level. Let's get into it. Okay, lists, right? Let me just take a sidebar before I even start the main bar to talk about the beauty of a list. So lists keep you organized. They keep you focused. They relieve your brain of having to remember things. They keep you on track if you ever get off. It can be a part of your North Star. It's like the bumpers on the bowling lane of life to help you get down to them pins. You get the gist. Like, so shout out to lists in general and to list makers of the world. Y'all are the MVPs. And if you're not already a list maker, you're about to become one. And if you already are, add these lists to your repertoire and let me know how it goes. Now these lists, right? They're going to go into a special place, maybe a new notebook, maybe on a fresh page with a new pen with a different color. Maybe you type it up and place it somewhere special. You're going to want to keep these around in focus, in your mind's eye, in your heart. Okay, what list are we talking about, Janine? Let's get to it. All right, I'm going to list them out and then I'll explain them. So you're going to want to make a needs list, N-E-E-D, a non-negotiable list, and a list of likes. You can make these as long or as short as you want. And also do whatever resonates with you. Do one of them, do two of them, do all three of them. Dealer's choice. All right, so boom the needs list it's one of my favorite of the three i mean they're all great but it's one of my favorites because it takes a nice amount of introspection and introspection is one of my favorite things to do you'll see all right as the name might suggest this is a list of your needs it this list can be specific to romance or not but it's really about what it is you need some of the things you can provide for yourself and others can come from outside people. And I think underlying the needs list, the real question is what are the things that you need to show up as your best self, your full self, your most vibrant self, or even what are the things that make your life livable and keep your well-being intact? For example, uh, for myself, I, I determined that I am someone who needs to laugh often. Notice I'm not saying that I need someone to make me laugh. This is my need, irrespective of who or what is in my life. I need laughter. I personally love laughing and I laugh very big. I love to do it. Cool. If this means I have to hang around my funny friends or watch a comedy or go to a comedy show, this is a need for my life. Other things might be adventure or spirituality or inspiration, a great conversation. These are things that I need to keep my fire burning brightly. Things that are noticeable when they are missing. The absence of these things make me feel off or not aligned. It's, so it's like, based on who I am, these are my needs. Heavy on the based on who I am. 
And just a sidebar, be okay with making a needs list because we have needs. We are humans. We literally need each other for survival, whether it's in a primal sense or socially or like on a soul level. There's probably like a word for that. I don't know. But have a needs list. In terms of dating post-divorce, the needs list is a powerful tool in discernment. So if you make a needs list based on what you'd like to see in your romantic life, it becomes a reference tool for you to make a decision to move forward or not with a person. You could also see if this person checks off things from your list, some of the things, most of the things, or maybe the important things because the list can be weighted. And just as a sidebar, this list for a romantic partner can be tricky because you know, some of these items on your list might be based in trauma. So like consult with your therapist, maybe. That's that's my advice for that. And also when feelings get involved and you're having bomb sex with somebody and you're just, you find yourself in this like glass case of emotions, this list can become very handy to snap you into focus. And mind you, great sex might be on that list, but other things like vulnerability or can admit when they're wrong or respects boundaries, like those things could be on the list too. Depends on what's more important to you and what's on the table. It can sway your decision to whether to continue seeing this person or not. I personally think the needs list could save you so much time and heartbreak. Also, it's very important to make this list when you're of sound mind and body. (laughs) Don't do it when you're spiraling in the in any emotion good or bad up or down you know the feeling after you uh maybe pray or meditate or just or just just in a good grounded space that's the state you want to be when you make this list do it from a place of gratitude and not a place of lack we're not going to be creating from a place of deficit to create the needs list think about who you are as a person what do you value What things impress you or make you smile or give you positive emotions? What makes you feel closer to yourself, to another person, or even to the divine? What are your needs? Your your list of needs might include things like thoughtfulness or accountability, a sense of self-worth, emotional intelligence. The list is yours to make however you see fit based on you. And actually coming from another relationship or past relationship, some of the things might be new based on what you learned in that past relationship. And some of the things might be remembered from the time before you were married or in a relationship that might have got buried or tucked away for a while. Be as vague or specific as you feel comfortable. And even when the list is done, please have grace for the people and things in your life who don't check off all of the things on your list. We are all human doing our absolute best in any given moment. So it's based on who you are and what you need. Then the next step is to to see what you need in relationship, which could be the same things or some other things because it really sets the tone for the next relationship. I think everyone's responsible for their own needs but I believe the partnership has its own needs too. So some of these elements that need to be present in co-creating the relationship. 
And you can, you can figure out what those things are. You might meet someone's needs, they might meet yours, and you both might have a shared vision for what the partnership is based on. So like that kind of thing. That's, that's the needs list. I like this list because it's based on who you are and not uh, what are your attributes and how do I shape shift around liking them or dealing with them or learning how to love them? I hope that was communicated clearly because I think it's a clear distinction. And if you think about it, like if you're going on a vacation and you want to book a hotel, you have a needs list. There's a list that I need a bathtub. I need it to be all inclusive because I don't want to find food. I need a robe when I get there. Like if, if that's your baseline of what you need, you're not going to deviate from that list. Those are the things that you need to feel comfortable or safe in that environment. And also if you're apartment or house hunting uh, or okay, I'm in New York, so apartment hunting for the most part, right? Must have an elevator because I don't want to carry my groceries on my laundry or must have laundry in building or must be in a good neighborhood or whatever. Like I, there's a needs list that you make before you go into this new thing, this new environment. The same can be true for your relationships. So it's like, instead of taking what you can get, you're coming in for, with things that you actually want. It's a different energy. It's a different, it's a different exchange. That's all I'm saying. That's the needs list. Next up is the non-negotiables list, baby. Uh, okay, the non-negotiables. Okay, so like the needs list, she's cute, she's fun, she's always invited to the party, right? Love a needs list, you need her. But the non-negotiables list, that's the bouncer at the door. That's the one that don't play. These are things in your heart of hearts, down in your gut, you don't play around with. You put your foot down on these things. You draw a hard line in the sand between you and these things. The non-negotiable list takes no prisoners. It cuts no corners. It's like that sign at amusement parks that say, you have to be this tall to ride this ride. And basically, if you don't measure up, you can't, you can't ride the ride. This list, I'd say, is, it is uh, specific to romantic partners, but also platonic friends and family uh, for the most part. It can also be as long, as short as you like. I personally think this one should be small yet mighty. And it's solely based on your value system. It's not big on, you know, your wants or like, would be nice if, nah, this list means business. You come correct or you don't come at all. Examples of these things might be uh, excellent hygiene or can admit when wrong or not overly critical or not homophobic. Like these are things that are big ticket items for you. It's the list that says we can't continue if these things are present. They are too important to me. And most times these things are indicative of a slew of other things that if they are present, I can't be. That doesn't make the person a bad person. It just makes them a bad fit for you based on your value system. You see how we're centering ourselves? This is important. This is important for moving forward. This is important for healing. And some of the things aren't questions you ask directly. Like you don't say, hey, are you homophobic? You don't say that. These are things that you see in a person and how they move, 
how they operate in the world, how they act in their quote unquote, like natural habitat. Sometimes you have to see people for who they are and not give them the answers to the quiz or even give them insight to the types of questions on the proverbial quiz. People sure know how to code switch their way into your heart. I'm gonna go ahead and repeat that. People know how to code switch their way into your heart. So be careful out here in these romantic streets. All right, so this list might be easy or difficult to make, depending on your personality. There was a time when people would ask me like, what do you want? And I just have like instant anxiety. I don't know, it's just where, where I was in my journey, it's fine. But this non-negotiable list is, is what you make it. It's like your no ifs, ands, or buts list. Like if you wanna draw a hard line, sure, don't be homophobic. For some people, being Christian is a hard line. I don't want anybody who's Christian. Or I don't want anyone who's not Christian. You have your hard lines, you know them, you feel them down in your heart. It's a baseline of what you'll accept or allow from another person. And it's usually things that on that list that you do for yourself. So it's not a stretch of the imagination. It's not considered quote unquote demanding to require them of someone else if you're already doing the same. So the needs and non-negotiables list make things so, so clear. It's a game changer once you're clear on your personal standards and what you'll accept and what you'll not. And another thing, like the needs list can change over time. Maybe your needs change, maybe some things fall off the list, and maybe things get swapped out. That's cool. The non-negotiable list is really, they don't, I don't think they move too much. Or they might take years for things to move on and off that list. And like I said, it's applicable to your romantic life, but also to friends and other loved ones as well. You live a certain standard and no one is allowed to treat you any less than you treat yourself. That's the non-negotiables list. Not here for play play. Oh, and by the way, if you're liking this episode, go on ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already to get notified when new episodes come out. Please and thanks. All right, so my last list is the list of likes. Another favorite. So post-divorce life can be lonely. You were living with someone and now you're not. A lot comes with living with someone. For one, companionship. Probably the exact opposite of loneliness. The life you've known and become comfortable with has dramatically changed. And this list is for the lonely times. Here's where you list all the things you like to do, see, experience, eat, read, feel, etc., etc. Make this list long and bountiful. Think of all of your senses when you make it up. This is the list you reference when you're having a down moment, when loneliness creeps in, when regret takes over, when you feel like calling that ex, but you know you shouldn't. This list is for those times. Because your lives were intertwined for however long, now that you are out of that relationship, you may find yourself with a lot of time by yourself. And for some, that's the last thing they want. It all depends on your personality or where you are in your healing. Either way, make this list for your alone time. 
because it doesn't have to be lonely. When you're emotionally low and when your decision-making might not be at its peak, use this list. This list is all about you and what lifts you up. Some people know exactly what to put on this list. Others may struggle. It may be a list that takes a few days or weeks to compile. That's totally fine. Be as vague or as specific as you want, as you feel comfortable. It's based on your personality, your history, your likes. It's the list of likes. Some of the items can include other people, but for the most part, they will be things that you can do or access alone. For example, make a playlist. Find the songs you love to sing or the songs you love to dance to or the songs that put you in a good mood or make a list of activities. For me, I found I love roller skating and racquetball. Maybe add some jogging and some exercise in there too. Anything that gets my heart pumping, I love. So go for things that add some endorphins. It's a real thing. The activity that makes you feel good for actually doing it and it makes you feel good for about doing it too. Something that makes you proud of yourself. The list could include places that light you up inside. Do you love sitting in a park or hiking in nature? Do you love the beach? If it's a place that fills you up, definitely, definitely add that to the list. Or even add some aromas. Do you have a favorite scent? Do you have a favorite color you like to see? Favorite people you like to be around? Do you like the feel of jewelry on your body? Adorn yourself. Do you find a particular person inspirational? Add their podcast to, their, to your rotation or an audiobook. For me, that's Oprah, just FYI. The list of likes is just for you. The list is an element of life design. All of them, really. It teaches you how well you get to treat yourself independent of another person, which is important for someone coming out of a relationship. Codependency is real. It's not everyone's reality, but it's very prevalent in relationships. So when we make these lists and do things for ourselves, we're building a muscle of self-love that is independent of another human being. We're socialized to be quote unquote completed by someone else. But what if you gave yourself the things that you need as a practice and then added someone else to your life? There's no shoes to fill. They are not entering a space of lack, but one of abundance. Do you see the difference there? Look at how you can provide joy for yourself. The end result feels incredible because it's things that you love, but the act of doing it for yourself is an incomparable feeling and a practice and low key a prayer, if you ask me. This list can also give you a glimpse of how you want or need others to treat you or at least how you want it to feel. And knowing how to generate that for yourself is a superpower. The biggest gem from this is that it introduces or even reintroduces the feeling of what a yes feels like in your body. You get to discern what's for you and what's not. You get to pick the best options and feel what it's like to have the best option just for you. And you get to give it to yourself. It's not dependent on an outside source. The wisdom 
of what the yes needs is within you. Everyone else is guessing. You have intuition. You are the best knower of what you want and need and who you are. It actually has no right to being outsourced, (laughs) fully outsourced. To me, that's illogical and unsustainable. But that's my two cents on that. Part of the beauty of a new beginning is the opportunity to reconnect with yourself. The self that's been there all along. The self that's had some life experiences and grown and learned some lessons. She needs some tending to by you and only you. Listen very closely to what she needs. Maybe it's hard to hear after years of putting other people's needs before hers. It might be, feel like a faint whisper, but after hearing it and giving her what she needs, you'll be able to hear her louder and louder. So that's the yes. Making this a practice is how you shine from within. Your list of likes is so special because it's actionable. You get to think of a like and make it happen in real time. You go ahead and get that gratification. The other two lists are for the future. You're setting yourself up for success and their their reference tools and all that. The list of likes is for now. The fruits of that labor is attainable in the now or the near future. Use your list of likes for your idle time. Use it to set up your new life. Use it when you're feeling down. Use it when you want to reward yourself for something great you did. Use it when a friend asks you what you want for your birthday. Use it however and whenever you like. Keep a copy of it available at all times. As you go through life, you may want to add new things to it. That's cool. It feels good to know what it is you want. And it feels really good to be able to give those things to yourself. Those are my lists. And again, game changers. So for this episode, I'd like to say thanks, Divorce, for giving me the space to make these lists for giving me the life experience to know what to put on these lists and for the fresh start to know I could make these lists. I wouldn't be here without you. So that's it from me today. Thank you so much for listening. If you start making these lists, hit me up and let me know all about it. I want to know how it's going. I'll see you next time for another episode of Thanks Divorce where I'll be talking to you about how to write your own script in life. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at thanksdivorcepod. Till next time, friends. Take care of yourself.